Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. This week on Erotic Awakening, weird kissing, sexual fears, and octopus tea bags. Before we get started, though, a quick shout out to our latest Patreon supporter, George Ann. Thanks for your support. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. So today we are talking about a question that just came across on the old FetLife feed. And actually, we are familiar with this idea. Oh, yeah? Yes. Do you remember years ago when we used to, wait, man, 15 years ago, I'm going to guess. Okay. You and I decided we want to do some BDSM play and we wanted people to watch. Okay. And we found some people to watch and they said, we want to do some BDSM play with you too. And we started to negotiate. And the one thing that the girls said to me is like, we could do flogging and Mm -hmm. we can do finger penetration Mm -hmm. and we can do nipple play, but no kissing. It's too intimate. I remember that. So yeah, they just wanted, hmm, not even sure how to describe it, but they just wanted sensation, but not... Intimacy. Not intimacy. So the question uh, or our topic of the day is, should BDSM be intimate? And if not, how do you limit it? And we see a lot of people play that are not intimate. You and I just taught a class on... Uh, Kadishti BDSM, BDSM, which which is is like uh, sacred BDSM? Sacred sexuality style or very sensual BDSM, very connected style of play. Um, we did. Yes. And we participate. That's the kind of play that we do. That's the kind That's of play the we like of play. to do. That's why it's hard for me to do pick up play as a bottom, because to try to describe that through negotiation of what it is I'm looking for can be a little complicated because it's not sex. It's not, um, though it could be, it's, it's not... It's not a lot of things. What it is is connection, and and some people don't understand what I'm trying to say with that. So I end up watching someone for a long time to see if they build that connection with other people. And if they're able to build that connection with other people, then I'll ask them if they want to play. So, But that's how I end up bringing it up is through negotiation after watching for a long time. Though you're kind of different. And it doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes there is pickup play. Um, you used to say on the podcast that anybody that spoke to you could play with me. Mm-hmm. So all they had to do was to drop the podcast flag. Yeah. And and they got to play with me. And I've had some really good, I, I think that's only happened like maybe five times, three of them, which I can remember off the top of my head, and they were really great. So maybe people have listened enough to to know what it is that I like. And you and I are a little different in that people can know us without, but but a lot of people know each other, right? Yeah. So do you think that we see a lot of people play BDSM, do BDSM here at the Columbus Space that is not what I would call intimate, regardless of the fact that there's nudity, regardless of the fact that mm-hmm. there's, you know, contact and people are moaning and expliciting and, and generating responses? Mm-hmm. A lot of that doesn't seem intimate. So is that okay for BDSM play to not, if you want to try BDSM play, but you don't want to be intimate with people, is that okay? Oh, absolutely. So I don't think you should put limits on that. So ow, some people like 
to just be thrown up on a cross, be beat till they cry, and then boom, they're done. It's more about the endorphin release and the adrenaline release, and it's more about the chemicals that do things to their bodies that they like. Um, they're not in it to build the connection with that person. Each person, but each person's getting their own thing out of it, you know? So I do see some scenes sometimes where someone will be on a spanking bench and god damn it they just want to be spanked right right they don't want kissing they don't want touching they don't want diddling they just want to be spanked and that's all good and we know people uh, a few people um who just carry on conversations in the midst of all this, regardless right. of whether they're bottoming or topping. Which confuses me because it's not how I play, right? You know, so I don't understand it, but they do it party after party after party. That's their style. That's what they do. Sometimes they'll offer up their ass so that new guys can have someone to beat that don't have experience with other people. And that's the bottom. That's what turns the bottom on. So, and she'll have conversations with them and... They get to beat her, and she walks away red with bruises and shows off her bruises, and she's had a great time. So how do you negotiate? When, you see, when we hear people talking about negotiation, nobody ever says, how do you negotiate intimacy? What we do True. talk about, and we were just at the uh, at Glee, which is mm -hmm. a event space of sorts here in the central Ohio area, where... And we see this more and more often. There, there. You know, you sign a waiver when you go to a BDSM party. You go, you sign a waiver. And this particular waiver said you should not only negotiate everything you're going to do, which they all say that, but this one very clearly outlines if you are going to be touching um, naughty bits, right? To very clearly negotiate that that's part of it, and it is part of. I have heard on occasion where people will say, "Oh, I went back to his." someone's room to play mm -hmm. and we were playing in their room and then they wanted to finger my puss or touch my cock and I was like whoa I don't do that kind of play right how do you clearly negotiate that and it's one thing to say you can easily negotiate don't touch my pussy don't touch my cock that's nice right. and clear how do you negotiate I don't want intimacy mm. okay so well you just threw that in there but um the whole not touching pussy not touching cock not kissing that actually worked for me i'm gonna throw this out there when i use the kingstarter cards okay so and intimacy can take different forms as well right so when i was going through the kingstarter cards with this person that i was negotiating with that i had played with before i left all the sex stuff in there i left kissing in there and and, and things like that and they're the ones that pointed out I'm monogamous with my partner. I am sexually monogamous with my partner. Therefore, that sort of intimacy won't be happening. Mm -hmm. So yes. I suggested it through the cards. They saw that I was up for it, and they're the ones that drew the line. And that was great. They were able to tell me, I'm sexually monogamous with my partner. Therefore, there won't be kissing. There won't be anything sexual happening. Um, and, and he went on to define that a little bit more. But... Intimacy can take different levels because even though he was sexually monogamous with his partner, he could still eye gaze with me. He could still put his hand on my heart chakra and move that energy. Shit, all but that energy you, work, that's intimate as well. Right, but how do you prevent that from happening? How do you, be, if you're trying to prevent, see, here's the tricky bit, right? Right. The tricky bit is what's intimate to me may not be intimate to you. So what I do is I will, 
in the, in the negotiation, I will say, can I, can I touch your arm? And mm-hmm. I will intimately stroke someone's arm. And I say, this is the kind of play that I do. So I, because intimacy is different to oh. different people, there, yeah. you have to come up with your own way to express this is what intimacy means so, to me. So even as a bottom, I could do that. Because yes. I've been trying to figure out how to express what intimacy means to me without it having to be like kissing, mm-hmm. which is what most people think. So even as a bottom, because I can generate that energy, I could probably show them what it is I'm looking for. So when I'm looking for intimacy, I mean, sometimes I, I just had a flash of a picture in my head. Sometimes I'm just looking to be cupcake boobed, mm-hmm. not looking for kissing, not looking for intimacy. Right. I want the boobs cupcaked. And if you can hang nipple weights on them, all the better. <laughs> not looking for anything more to see. So sometimes what I have to do, because we have different ways of negotiating, right? We have a negotiation class where we talk about different levels and styles of negotiation. But one of them, what do, what do we call the first one? The river right? Mm-hmm. We have the river. What do we have? The river, the lake, and something else. But anyway, so and with the river, you state exactly what it is you want, right? So if I state, I am just looking to be cupcaked, boobed with nipple clamps, and then a caning, in no way, shape, or form should anything else take place, mm-hmm. right? So that's a way of limiting it. But if I want something else in a bigger scene, I, th- I think I'm going to use your idea with the whole touching of the arm and generating that energy and eye gazing. Right. Right. And just letting the walls down and plopping that energy out there to see if if that's something that works for them or not. And depending on who you're playing with, you may be very clear in describing that and still not get it. Some people True. just aren't wired that way. True. The trick, I think, it's more challenging to define what you don't want. The default for mm-hmm. BDSM play is that it is not intimate. Most of the scenes we see are not intimate. Right. Um, and that's the way we grew up, too. BDSM used to be separate from sex mm-hmm. and intimacy. Yeah. And we actually started our own group called the Leather Swing so that we could mix both. Exactly. Because people didn't do that. So if I wanted to have a scene with somebody and make sure that it did not delve into intimacy, you know, and, you know, I mean... It's challenging to describe, except for you then get into, as you were saying, the very specific, the river style of negotiation and say, here's where we're starting, here's where we're ending. And I don't really, I'm not into any deviation. Don't leak over the boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you may leave on, one of the tricks you can do is simply, as a bottom at least, leave on a layer of clothes because I kind of, mm-hmm. and for that matter, if I want to make sure that there is no sexual touching, as either a, a male-bodied person or a female-bodied person, either way, you can leave on your leave on your undergarments and make that part of the negotiation that says, "I don't want you to touch anywhere where my undergarments are." Mm-hmm. You could strip off the rest of it and do whatever else. Would you, you want the rest would of you it. put electrical tape over your lips? But no kissing. That would be part of a. That could be part of a scene. That though, could be part to of duct a scene. tape the lips closed. If I duct tape somebody's lips closed, I see more electrical tape. Yeah. See, that'd be kind of intimate. Some style of play by nature is more intimate. And the rope people tell me that. See, I see two styles of <laughs> rope play even. Yeah. There's a rope play. And by the way, side note, I thought three or four days ago, I thought of the, a name for a class on rope that I want to teach. Okay. It's called Sex, Sex, Rope, Sex. Okay. Which means I'm going to have to do much more study on rope than I've done so far. At least pay attention to it. The point being, rope play can be very intimate and very connected. Uh, 
Master Phoenix wanted to teach that. Mm -hmm. The Zen of rope and how rope can be very connected and very energetic. And a lot of rope people tell me that. But most of the rope play that I see, and I don't see a lot of rope play, but a lot of it is more artistic, more, it's not intimate, it's technical. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of it's technical. They do tell me that it can be intimate, and, I, and I'm sure it is. Otherwise, why would so many people be in it, right? But the times it's been used on me, except once, has been technical. Mm-hmm. So, and only once can I remember it not being technical, but it wasn't really not or anything. It was a tool to be used for sensation. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. So do you, do you limit it by saying, don't do these things? Or do you say, here's exactly what I want. Don't deviate from my boundaries. Or do you use the Kinkstarter cards like I did? Sure. You know, or some other tool. I mean, you can have lists, you can have checklists, you can have whatever, or... You know, part of it for me, get out of it when you're ready to get out of it. And meaning, mm-hmm. I can recall, at l- I do play intimately, period. That's the only kind of play I enjoy is intimate, connected, deep play. doesn't mean that I got to stick my dick in anything or touch any pussies. No, but you want, but I want them to be vulnerable and you yes. to tap into that vulnerability. Yeah. That's what I like. People to make me vulnerable and tap into my vulnerability. And it's really hard. I have tough shields. So that's mm-hmm. why it's hard for me to play with people. They have to kind of know what they're doing. And I have started scenes with people that we negotiated. And you see it's not going to go there. Not because of lack of communication or lack of negotiation, but just the person. It's not how that person's wired, either in general or towards you. I've tapped out of those scenes. I said, you know mm-hmm. what? The scene doesn't work for me. The best way to find out that if the scene that you're doing with somebody is going to be that kind of scene, whether you want to avoid intimacy or you want to generate intimacy, watch them play with someone else. Yeah. See what their That's style exactly is. What See I do. who they are. See who they're, you know, what energy they're tapping into when they play with somebody else. Yeah. The first person, the first question I ask anybody that says they want to play with me is, have you seen me play with someone else? Right. And if the answer is yes, then you know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still negotiate very clearly, but it gives, if the answer is no, then why? Why do you want to play with me? What is it that you think I'm bringing to the table here? There's and and there's exactly and there's some people that I've watched for actually a couple of years. I'm a slow mover and um, I I want to make sure that connection that they're building is with each person, you know. And it wasn't just a fluke the first time. So, but yeah, watch watch the person and see how they play. And I don't look to see if they play hard or soft. I think everybody, for the most part, can do both. So I look more for that connection, but. Yeah, and there's some people that that will say, "Oh, you know, I just like to whip people. I'm all about the whip." So you, ex- so I would watch that person's scene and expect it to just be technical and about mm-hmm. the skill of the whip, and then see that, oh no, it's much more than that. Even if they're not all up in the other person's face or something, there's that energy that's being released each time they do that, and it's not just about the the technique, right? So, I mean, I watched one guy's eye light up because he would see the skin ripple on the person and he would have to touch that skin ripple, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then he'd have to do it again and watch it ripple again. And it, just the way his, his eyes would light up, that, see, I like that yeah. too. There you go. So, find the scenes that are powerful and right for you, intimate or not intimate. Um, and I think that's how I'm going to title this podcast. Intimate least, or not intimate? Well, how to av- yeah. how to get or how to avoid intimacy in your B- BDSM. Because mm-hmm. neither is right or wrong. Right. But you got to find that thing that works for you. Mm-hmm. I totally well, you agree. 
Don, uh, we have our, uh, a couple sexy truths left from the sexy truth and we dare do. bucket. Yeah. Um, would you like to go first? I've already read mine. I just read mine. Sure, I can go first. Okay. So, Dan. Yes. What's a common fetish that you would never try in real life? A common fetish that I would never try in real time life. Scat comes to I, I find it very, it's not, maybe scat's not a common fetish, but it's certainly commonly known. Yeah, depending what environment you're in. Uh, pegging. Pegging? Okay. I am yeah, not, yeah. I can't say I would never try, but boy, I tell you, it just is not interesting to me. Okay. Um, I just don't, you know, and most of the bottoming stuff now I think about. Single, receiving single tails. Yeah. Don't think I'd like that. Although, were you around when we were talking about how we're going to do the the uh, auction for Cope? I caught a little oh, bit of it. I saw you wiggling your ass in front of somebody, but that's all I yeah, saw. Yeah, that's, that's all the prequel you're going to get on that one. So I'm going to say <laughs> pegging. And I'm okay. going to ask you, what is a common fetish that you would not try? Um, To be honest, is the age play. Yeah. It's it's the littles and everything. It's really common right now and just not my thing. Mm-hmm. So I would have to go there. Okay. You're allowed to have what you want to have. And we're going to lead. Uh, this is a very similar question to that one. Okay. What is your biggest sexual fear? Ooh, my biggest sex. How is that related to this? I don't know. But neither <laughs> one is like a yummy question. Right. It's it's more what the negative, my... the negating question than the yummy question. sexual fear? Man, the first thing that pops into my head, and I don't even know if this is along the lines of what you're asking, is condoms breaking. <laughs> That's my biggest sexual fear. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> I've had to deal with that once before. Yeah. That was, that was, yeah, that and, was not you know, a happy place. <laughs> we have this open relationship where we're allowed to do other people as mm-hmm. long as, but we're also very, we are somewhat cautious with mm-hmm. all that, you know, STDs type stuff. But yeah, yeah. yeah, the old condom breaking can sure throw a monkey wrench in that one. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Well, I so like your answers better than mine. Oh, that's for what's sure. your biggest fear? Pegging? No. <laughs> Accidental pegging. Accidental yes. pegging. How'd that get there? You know, I suppose the thing that comes to mind is that I'll lose my sex drive. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's changed oh. in the years, but I guess the but I can't say I am truly afraid of that. Right. I, 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 it's the answer that comes to mind, but I'm not sure that's what I'm truly I think you'll be ready for of. it when it happens. <laughs> I think so, too. I think that I've really, and to be quite honest, I think I've chewed on it for long enough as I've gotten a little older that, it's, that I think I will be. You know, it's like, oh. Yeah. So it's, a, it's simply a new phase. See, and that is a big fear of mine that I didn't think of because mm-hmm. um, as I'm getting older, I actually started a group for older women in alternative lifestyles so that we could talk about all of that and hormones changing and losing the sex drive or if it spikes. And, you know, so and as my body changes, I'm starting to cycle around. I'm starting to have my, I used to be supercharged all the time and now I'm having my supercharged times and my super... I'm not even interested in sex. That's freaky. I'm not used to that at yeah. all. The not having an interest. So I'm starting to spike again. I'm 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 okay. good. I'm a little. I'm getting a little happy. I'm, I'm starting to spike again. So I'm glad that you're starting to spike again, and yeah. I'm glad that you got the a taste of what it would be like. I guess. 
But it wasn't so scary while I was going right. through it. That's the that's the important part. So because you asked me if I needed to talk about it when I said that it was yeah. happening and that it was unusual for me. And um, honestly, while I was in it, I was like, oh, life might be a little less complicated. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not always thinking about sex and where am I going to get sex and how can I experience sex and right. all this. But then would we still do the podcast? Ooh. <laughs> Well, there's, there's a lot of questions there, right? Yeah. Um, but I, we got to get to 500 other podcasts. That's all I can say right now. We're good. So. 486. We got 14 more to go. Uh, you may have noticed that I've changed the uh, format, format of yeah. the podcast a little bit. I did Just make it a little tighter, a little bit faster. Um, one of the problems that you and I have is we don't we feel like we don't have enough time to do the podcast. Mm-hmm. I said, well, you know how we fix that is we do shorter mm-hmm. podcasts and do more of them. Well, we also Hopefully feel you like podcast listeners will dig that. I hope so, but we also feel like we've talked about everything. So if you guys don't think we've talked about everything, or you want us to rehash something, so um, I would absolutely love an email or a fet mail telling me so. So and you can reach us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening Don, I see. I, I'm have, I have here a delicious cup of tea that I've been drinking. This is a <laughs> green tea with a pineapple flair to it. A little bit of caffeine in there. Oh, is there? In green tea? Oh, oh yeah. Guess we're up <laughs> playing Seven Days to Die all night. Oh, yay. Kill zombies. So, um, but yeah, so you're, you're saying you're drinking tea, and somebody has sent me a um, thing of an octopus tea bag holder. So it's it like. Mm, it's like a paper tea bag holder with tea in it, but it kind of, I can't even explain it. So it, it kind of becomes translucent. So, and takes shape mm-hmm. when you're, when you're brewing your tea. So that's right? kind of neat. That came from Tinkster. And then lots of people have been sending me these Ursula tights. So it's like, uh, the tights with the, um, tentacles coming out from underneath the skirt. So, and it's, it's really kind of neat, but, um, shout out to Ohio Hedgehog and God damn it, Adam. <laughs> so I had to put the one here. God damn it, Adam. No, has, I don't think he's ever fet mailed me before. And I saw this come through and I was like, Oh, I know who that is. So as cool, well as great stuff. And those same, uh, tentacle tights, mm-hmm. uh, Came via a couple other people as well. Indeed. Um, and I don't even have, I mean, it really didn't come from a couple different people. It I came from asked a lot. lot an ass load of people. Yep. Um, as soon as they showed up, I think it was on Facebook or something. It's an Etsy person that does it. And as our kink, kinky, no, 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 geeky, geeky something was the website. Now I can't think of it. But um, anyway, as soon as that showed up, people were right and left and right. We were actually on a motorcycle ride yesterday. And you pointed out um, there was a TV in the little itty-bitty diner that we found in this oh, little yes. backwater town. And um, on the TV, it said that a squid, what was it, a squid had been discovered? Some giant squid thing had been discovered, yes. And um, we were actually thinking <laughs> that a lot of people would be sending me links on that. So I didn't research it myself, but no links have come through. I'm going to have to research it myself. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was trying to go, I was just real quick trying to go through the Facebook and the Instagram on all the people that sent us Ursula tights. Or those uh, tentacle tights. I apologize that we don't have everybody's list, everybody's name. But thank you. That's oh, yeah. probably been the most common thing you've gotten. And uh-huh. trying to get them via Etsy, apparently they are all sold out. Yes, they are all sold out. So yeah, so the common, the top three common things I can think that I've gotten a lot. Oh man, there's a lot. Um, has been the octopus pie. 
the octopus, the tentacle high-heeled shoes, mm -hmm. and now the tights. So I could, the chandelier was pretty popular. The chandelier too. was too, but I could wear the tights in the heels and deliver a pie. That would be cool. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> New subscriber to the newsletter is Kesley. Kesley? Mm -hmm. Kesley? I guess so. Kesley from Washington. Awesome. So, and you can also find us on Instagram to see the picture of the day as Erotic Awakening. And I've actually been posting a bit lately as I've been getting um, getting better at apprenticing at making floggers. So I've been sending some pictures yep. as we go through the process. And there you go. If you like what we're doing, head over to patreon.com Erotic Awakening and take a look at the options like discounted stuff, extra content, and more that you can do to support us. As a matter of fact, I have another of those damn vices. Um, you know, people go, like, they're going to raid. For some, people are going to catch up on the podcast. We'll get nine or ten emails. But we have another mail chastity vice. If you'd like it, reach out. Let us know. You can have it. Awesome. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don. <laughs>